Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living Abroad Cast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. Thanks for joining us. Uh, once again, it's a two-man show today. Eric's still lost somewhere in Europe, so it's just James and myself. Uh, how you going, bud? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. It's Excellent. a nice little alternate intro there. I was waiting. Uh... What? Did I say something? <laughs> no, I was waiting for the, I'm Mikey, I'm James, and I'm just, oh. like, <laughs> I'm just there like, cool, I'll... Uh... You, I just, uh, just, yeah, sit, I'll, I'll just lay back. I, I just fucked it up. But yeah, no, I'm no, not used to doing no. it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No fuck ups. I love it. Uh, but yeah, two man show. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm great. And uh, yeah, just liking that uh, our son has returned. But how are you doing this week? Feeling a bit better under the weather last week? Yeah, was feeling uh, a little bit under the weather. Well, yeah, we recorded last Friday. I then went home, spent three days in bed, didn't get out of bed, feeling absolute shit. And I've only just come out the other side of it, really. Made it. Um, yeah, went for a went for a hike yesterday. That's pretty much the only thing I've done besides being in bed. Went for a hike up at uh, kind of Lions Bay area. Oh, good. Itself. Nice. Yeah, I was up at uh, Burnaby Mountain. Have you been up there before, like SFU and that? Yeah, I've done like a bit of trail running up there. Cool. Were you mountain biking? Or yeah, biking, hiking? and uh, had a little flashback that about this time last year, a really crazy windstorm, and it didn't really pick up till I was like mid-trail, so trees falling down all around me, so like the huge crunch. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, nowhere to go, like you don't want to go back up the trail, you don't want to go down, so I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, I had to go down, no choice, yeah. but uh, yeah, this this ride, a little less eventful, and just nice and chilled out. Excellent. Have you done the hike? It's called uh, Tunnel Bluffs. No. That no, we did, it's just north of... Lions Bay. It's really good. It's like four and a half hours. It is pretty steep, but it's probably one of my favorite favorite hikes. Cool tunnel it's, bluff. Uh, tunnel bluffs. Okay. Yeah, it's Added it's really cool. We had um we kind of got there pretty late. We got there at one o'clock in the afternoon, which is which is pretty late because it's starting to get dark here. Yeah, pretty yeah. early here in fall. Yeah, it's like half five now. And like. we had some folks coming down that we passed like halfway, and they were an older couple. They were. Clearly clean, keen hikers, and I'm sure they were locals by the looks of them. You could just tell. And they seemed a little bit concerned about us because, you know, we were just wearing, like, runners. You're we were both fit. wearing these, like, 80s retro um, jackets. Like, they were wearing, like, proper North Face jackets. Yeah, hardcore. And all this stuff. They had, like, the walking sticks hardcore. And they were like, they were like oh, guys, what's what's the time? And we're like, 2.30. And they're like, okay, that's uh, that should be okay, but... Uh, you know, we don't want to see you on the news, so don't leave it too late to come back. It's going to get dark pretty soon, you know. Um, so, uh, so I hear a bit of concern. So yeah, um, that was that was kind of nice. I felt that was that was very Canadian of them. Yeah, they had your back, and uh, surprised you didn't tell me you were on your flip flops. That's just what I picture you. No, <laughs> I've I've done. Uh, I challenged myself to do uh, quarry rock in my oh, flip yeah. flops or yeah. my thongs, as they're properly thongs, called. Gonna James, going to say it, but I thought that um, uh, weird. Confuse but, more people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're in your thong. Yeah. Um, but uh, that uh, that's a bit. It's about bit, the limit. Bit more of an easier hike. Yeah, I think my mum did flip, did a uh, rocking flip flops. So you uh, you and Debbie Wade uh, yeah, on it even kill. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good effort, mate. Yeah, because we it was actually the first time we had done it as well. So uh, me and Laura were just there, and it's like, yeah, it's this really nice hike. We've seen the photos, and you know, it looked like stairs, wooden stairs. Yeah, it's just like probably yep. flip flops aren't ideal. But I didn't mm-hmm. like first thing I did when I saw my mum didn't go hi mum and looked down at her feet. So I was like, <laughs> um, so yeah, just like, oh, you got flip flops. So she she uh, aced it and. Uh, Probably a bit different to what you'd call a hike in Canterbury. Oh, yeah, for sure. A little stroll down a coupled lane. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to get out in the nature every week. And uh, that's that's another one for my ever-growing list, tunnel 
uh, tunnel bluffs. Tunnel bluffs. It will be. It's a good added. one. Just an intermediate one. Uh, saw saw some blue jays and uh, quite a lot of squirrels. The squirrels were really tame. You could kind of get up really close to them as they were eating and scurrying around. What was the uh, abundant color around there? Were they which color squirrels mostly? Uh, grays and blacks. But it seemed that the that the grays were more tame. Okay. For some reason. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get beautiful views over Howe Sound and uh, you can look out to the Pacific, which kind of doesn't mean much for folks that are listening outside of Vancouver. <laughs> well, when we, uh, uh, when we record up there, I'll give you the nice description of what we're looking out at. Oh, we're going to record at the top of <laughs> Tunnel Bluffs as well, <laughs> yeah, are we? Yeah, okay. we're keep, keeping it keeping optimistic, Excellent. You know, ambitious. Excellent. All right, and uh, what else has been going on? So pretty much work for us both, right? Yeah, work and uh, recovery. That's... Uh, that's honestly about it. Had a had a very boring week. I saw some. Uh, we went out to see some stand up comedy at Yuck Yucks the other night. Can be. Oh yeah. yeah. Any good? Uh, it was pretty good. It was a bit of an interesting one. It was like musical comedy, so it was a bit more like Flight of the Concords kind of Mighty Boosh oh, yeah. style kind of yep, free yep, freestyle yep. songs and yeah, um, yeah, not your usual kind of stand up set. So mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was it was pretty good. But, yeah. You know, are you familiar with Flight of the Concords? I am. Do you, like, yeah, yeah. Do you know the song? Um, Hippopotamus versus yeah, rhinoceros. Yeah, yeah. My lyrics are bottomless. So, so, like, Eric knows every single word to that song. He oh. can just spit it out like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and I want to learn the, like, one of the parts, like, say, the rhinoceros part, because, like, we often go to karaoke with our work That's right. That's at a right. place called The American down on Main Street. And in their book of karaoke songs, it's actually a song. That, that yeah. they have. Oh, they've actually so got it. Okay. I think it'd be so funny to do karaoke as a duet. Well, I've got um, the DVD right that. over here. So if okay. you want a little revision after, yeah, I've got it got it on there on CD as well. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, seeing as though we've both had pretty quiet uh, weeks, yes. we might as well get straight to our guest. We forgot to mention straight off that we do have a guest today. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be another phone-in guest uh, coming from Europe. But it's not Eric, thank God. I've heard enough of him over <laughs> the you, last uh, couple of weeks. And you say Europe, maybe not for much longer. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. So. Uh, technically, yeah, from the UK, I suppose. Um, but his name is Sam, a very good friend of mine. Uh, we actually moved to Vancouver at the uh, at the exact same time, and we've been friends ever since. Although since then, he has now uh, moved back to the UK. Uh, Sam, are you there? <laughs> Sam? I think they're clapping. Yeah, mate, I'm the... just trying to find the best Wi Fi spots in my house. Can you hear me, okay? Yep, yep, there you're on. Hello. You're on the air, bud. How are you? Yeah, uh, well, I'm... <laughs> yeah I'm good, thanks. How are you doing, boys? <laughs> yeah, good. doing great. So, so you're at your parents' house right now, and. Just yeah, I'm sort of shuffling around my room trying to find the best spot in my room for Wi-Fi. Think, but we can, we can, so bad right now. It's looking we, better than I we think can, we had. Yeah, we can hear you pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for James and me, um, we're video yeah. calling you, but hopefully the listeners can can hear you okay. It will be a bit muffled because yeah, it is... about two pixels on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's a podcast, mate. We just need the audio. It might be a little muffled. It's coming across the Atlantic. Um <laughs> So you're a parent's house, but you're just spending the weekend there, which is, um, you always describe yeah. it as your parent's house being just below London. So where yeah, specifically? Yeah, it's about yeah, 40, 50 minutes, uh, but yeah, it's a bit out in the, out in the country. What's, it, what's um, it called, the little town? Uh, it's a little village called Capel. Capel. Yeah. Um, very, very popular village, yeah. What's the population? About, I don't know, 2,000 people. Yeah, right. 2,000? 
Yeah. Yeah. So quite substantial amount. And then the um, but yeah, I mean, you're in central London on about 15 minutes, 15 minutes on a train. That's, that's not too bad. Good. Yeah, that's that's the go-to when you're living abroad and it's just like, yeah, just below London. I think everyone from the south is just below London. Included. Yeah, so why do you guys say that? Why don't you say just south of London? Why do you say below London? Uh, so people can visualise it on a map No, I usually easier? say the southeast. I usually okay. say, oh yeah, I'm southeast and then refer to London because that's okay. where everyone's mind goes. But uh, yeah, yeah just, just down from London, I usually say as well. I used to give Sam... I mean, most people know Capel, so I just say, say Capel normally. Yeah, so. mate. <laughs> Downtown Capel. Yeah, just the Capel represent. Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously you're not living there now. Um, where are you Where are you living currently in the UK? So I'm living in Brighton, uh, obviously on the south coast. Um, again, probably about an hour from, from London again. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's it's alright. Just full of full of hippies and yeah, um, crackheads. Suits, you know? <laughs> suits you perfect, then, mate. Right at home. Um, yeah, suits me perfectly. Yeah. We we might upload uh, a photo of Sam to our Instagram page, perhaps side by side with um, me. A yeah, lot, I'm a lot seeing of people, a little similarity. A I lot am. of people say there is a striking resemblance between uh, Sam and me, probably yeah. because we both haven't cut our hair in about. <laughs> Five years and it's both blonde. Well, um, when we put the video call on, I thought Mikey had the front face and camera on. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, no, it's good. It's, I, I love that the wonders of technology because I've never met Sam and uh, never chatted before. We have just discovered he's a listener. So uh, thank you for your support, Sam. Yeah, we worked out. One uh, it's strange. You kind of paint a picture of what someone looks like when you hear their voice, and obviously I listen to it. I don't know James, so well, you hear him like you know over 10, 15 episodes, and you kind of yeah, picture well, what it looked like. Got the uh, you see him. Got the face, completely different. yeah, face for radio and uh, the pixel that you're seeing now hopefully <laughs> does me justice. <laughs> yeah, you're just seeing a pixel yeah, at the moment. Sort of a, you know, right guy. <laughs> <laughs> got the old, uh, yeah, got the, the baritone going on. <laughs> so uh, what, uh, why did you decide to, why have you settled in Brighton after growing up just below London? Well, I studied in Portsmouth. I went, obviously living in Vancouver for a year, um, working sort of dead end in a mowing lawns um, every day. Uh, didn't like that too much, so I thought you know, I'd come back and get a degree in uh, Portsmouth. Yes. Um, so that, that was sort of three years long, um, did a year out in Spain. Um, but then my girlfriend, she's obviously thought she was living in Brighton at the time. So I thought I um, may as well uh, pop over to Brighton. It's about an hour from hour and a half from Portsmouth. Um, yeah, I've just been yeah, just there for the last year and a half, and um, yeah, getting a bit, mm-hmm. bit, bit bored over there at the moment. Bored so, of it? Yeah, well, still yeah. crazy. We'll oh, talk yeah. about we'll talk about your future plans a little bit later, or maybe towards the end of the podcast. It's, it's the good thing about the UK there. You, you mentioned about three different times, Sam, that a place is just yeah. like an like an hour away. Like yeah. everything in the UK yeah, right. is just an hour yeah, away. It truly is. <laughs> It's pretty good. Well, what year yeah, was? No, it's not too bad, but yeah, Portsmouth. I would not live in uh, in Portsmouth again. There's a few. It's very. You walk down some streets at night, and you, yeah, you do feel like you're gonna get bottled. And, Is yeah, it dodgy? Uh, do fear for your life. You though. do you get bottled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, like, there's a number of incidents, like walking back from you know university, and there'd just be fights breaking out, and it's like, you know on the estate and just animals. Yeah, there's a few altercations, but oh dear. <laughs> I'm surprised you were walking around in a sober state to realise that what what was happening around you, mate. 
Well, apologies to all the um, local Portsmouth folks that are listening and us bagging, um, <laughs> bagging them out. I don't know. I think they would concur. I think uh, yeah, the, fair the enough. Bo- bottle rates are up in 2019. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you say you say you're in uh, for a year, Sam, in Vancouver. What year was that in question? Um, so I came over in 2014, uh, probably one of the worst winters for uh, snow, I think, wasn't it, Mikey, in like 30, 40 years? Yeah, it was, uh, mate. It was sure was. We didn't, we didn't time... come over for a worse season. We didn't time our move very well, uh, that's for sure. And so I don't know if I ever asked you, to be honest, even though we were such, we are such close friends, but like when you moved over, you were... Yeah. How old were you? You were 19, right? Um, yeah, I literally had just turned 19, like, the, the week I moved. Wow, and so... so it was just like, it worked out quite well with the visa, obviously, you, need to, you're 19, you have to be 19 to drink in BC, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I think if I was 18, I probably would have just moved over to Alberta, where I <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I could have lived the whole year out there, you know, 18 in BC. So, how did, like, a, a young 18-year-old, like, you were just out of high school, like, from a little place fucking capable... Um, how did you, how did you just up and decide that you wanted to move to Vancouver, Canada? Like that seems like just a huge step for an 18 year old to make. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw, think, you know, you read about think places and obviously I was quite set, maybe doing a year out in Canada. Um, then one of my favorite bands, obviously Japan Droids. Shout out to Japan Droids. Um, what, you moved here yeah. because of the, because of the Japan Droids? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it's about 40%. <laughs> yeah. are they, I thought they were from the island, or are they from Vancouver? Yeah, I think, I think they're from the island, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just obviously was so into them at the time, and <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just go to Vancouver. It looks, looks all right. Like, yeah. Obviously, produces some quality uh, musicians. <laughs> and when you're in so England, you... When you're in England, you see Vancouver Island. You go, oh yeah, that's just that's just around the corner. Like you don't, you, you, you kind of no, picture it being part of Vancouver. A couple of hours on a. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you're definitely our first guests that have moved here because of a fucking band. That's for sure. <laughs> that's some support right there. How many times did you see them live when you lived here? Zero. I think they were. <laughs> they were off tour <laughs> when I moved there. <laughs> they were in the studio. Absolutely gutted, but uh, <laughs> I've seen him a few times since, I guess, in Portugal and in England. Uh, Down in nah, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, you moved over, you had just turned 19, so you were pretty pretty fresh at the legal drinking scene and, and things like that. What were your first impressions of um, coming from this small little town of 2,000 people to suddenly being in the big smoke of, uh, of <laughs> Vancouver? <laughs> I think it just makes everything ten times more exciting. Probably why we went off the rails, right? Yeah, <laughs> everything was just so exciting. Like everything was so new. Yeah, um, but I just remember, I guess, the first weeks or so going down <coughs> down Hastings Street, oh. and uh, just like learn very quickly, like <laughs> where not to go, where to go. Yeah, we've. I just remember asking someone for directions in one of the news agents on Hastings Street. And just getting shouted at and screamed at for like looking oh at him, <laughs> thinking, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> Christ, what have I got myself into?" <laughs> yeah, and where were, where were you living? Uh, where were those first weeks spent? Where were you living? Was it same sun and then uh, much like Mikey? Yeah, so I, I actually, I, actually uh, I was in same sun for about three weeks, and I finally found a place to live. And I, uh, I, I went up to uh, to move in, and I arrived into my room, and um, 
Did you ever um <laughs> did you ever speak to her ever again? Did you ever hear from no, her? She she sent me loads of messages like where the fuck are you? Block <laughs> block well, in your house, clearly, like you haven't really accommodated me very well here. You like, like her husband was just, just like so out of it, he just didn't even introduce himself. I'm like, oh my god, girl living there as well. She didn't even introduce herself, she just walked straight past me. <laughs> I was just like, See you then. <laughs> oh my god. So, How? Luckily I made the right crew in that that moment just to get out of there I think it would have been easy just to say oh this is it I've moved in but oh god okay, I just shot out of there before she could see me but you hear so many of these stories of people having really bad experiences of moving into housing when they first arrive that yeah. aren't mm. what is advertised and they yeah. just get in this situation where they're so desperate to find a place that they sign like a one-year lease and they oh. put a deposit down and then yeah. they're stuck in yeah. this shitty situation. So it was pretty good that Nath was able to come yeah. and just kind of help you escape from that situation. Yeah. I know you yeah. did, didn't even put yeah, down was... a small deposit or anything, like because I know you didn't pay your rent, but she didn't even yeah. ask for it. Oh, that's good. That yeah. just shows her lack lovely. of... Yeah, no, it was, really, it was really lucky. She was like really chill about it. So fortunately, I had that moment. Luckily, I could just do it in that moment just to... <laughs> Run away, unless you just run away from the situation. Yes, yeah. So when I all else fails. They're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. But I was just like, oh, fuck, fuck this. And 2014 prices, what, what was she asking for that lovely furnished room? Um, I think it was, from what I remember, um, I think it was about $600 for a, a room. Oof. Um, it was something. up Granville Street, about oh. maybe 20 minutes on the bus up Granville. So oh, not okay. quite King Edward, but... yeah. Getting yeah. Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So you must have... Yeah. So did we meet after that happened? Because I can't really recall that story ever happening. No, I, I don't think I knew uh, Michael Kenneth Dutton back in <laughs> those days. Don't give out my uh, full fucking name, mate. People are going to stalk me now, dickhead. <laughs> Hello, government. No, I, think, uh, I think I actually met you when I came back because obviously you... I went back to the same time. Um, obviously feeling a bit shit about the situation. Um, and then, yeah, I think you must have been uh, there with the hostel up, yeah, over those weeks when I came back, yeah. Propping yeah. up the bar downstairs. Mr. Yeah, Kevin. we we kept the we kept the Beaver Bar down at the Same Sun Hostel in in um, in uh, very profitable for that that one year that you. Yeah. Were. It's funny though the <laughs> amount the amount of times you guys must have just been there and I was because 2013 2014 that was that that was a frequented oh, bar right. there yeah, yeah always always there because uh, just like friends we had met in the hostel opposite but I had mates in the same sun so um, yeah always just like yeah. for old old times sake getting down to that bar and you guys must have just been like on a few tables Sam away. I would say during 2014 2015 yeah probably yeah yeah we shared, shared a, we, we probably went there a couple of times a week for them. For, for 2014, 2015 kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah, 
we used to think we fucking owned the place, so we used to go around talking to everybody. So we probably did have a little, we did, probably did have a little chit chat yeah. and didn't realise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have the host at the front, don't you? Yeah. Um, I remember once we had a we had a bit of a big night, and um, I, I thought we obviously we thought we owned the place a little bit, and uh, I was just so off my head. I just I just started like IDing people on the entrance, like, seeing them down at the table, thinking I like, I think I owned the place, and like I literally I just got the bartenders and the host came over to me like Sam, just sit down. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't young. I was, I was 25 at the time, but, but you were young and I feel like hanging out with someone younger at Port, brought my mental age down to yours. And it was like, we were just both a couple of, both a couple of fucking 19 year olds running around the city doing stupid shit for a year. It was, um, the rap scallions. it was pretty crazy. And, and Sam went on to become a, um, almost an official member, really, certainly an honorable member of the Shaughnessy house. Yeah, um, brilliant. The famous house that I've spoken about many times because uh, he did spend um, quite a lot of quite a lot of time there. Uh, but going back to when you first moved here after that bad experience, you did eventually uh, find an apartment. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's probably the most one of the most stressful times or stress, stressful things to do when you yeah. first move here, right? Is finding somewhere to live because you. You know, you can be in a hostel for like three weeks and it can be draining. You're spending this money. You don't feel settled. you got to live with, you know, six other people in your room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it can be pretty stressful. So uh, you eventually found a, a pretty good place, mate. Tell us about the, the place that you eventually found and how that came about. Yeah, so uh, my friend uh, Darush uh, from Mexico City, he had a uh, – his dad actually owned a nice flat on Seymour and Pender, which was sort of right downtown. Uh, right on the edge of Gastown, and um, yeah, it was like six hundred fifty dollars for a little den room. Um, but you know, my my window looked over the whole of the you know North Shore Mountains. Um, it was perfect, and there was only the two of us there, so paying six hundred fifty dollars for this like twenty six floor mountain view room. Yeah, it's more um, more like it. Yeah, it was alright. We had a good time. The room. <laughs> Got to admit, the room was pretty small, but the apartment itself was was a beautiful apartment. And really good location. It was, if anybody knows what the Vancouver lookout is, oh, yeah. um, it's the big lookout observation deck that looks a bit like a butt plug. And <laughs> I was going to say UFO, but <laughs> butt, plug, butt plug works. Sam used to live... It's like a shit space needle, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sam used to live directly across the road from the elevators. There's two elevators, oh, yeah. for those of you that don't know, that run on the outside of the building. And uh, <clears throat> there were times when we would just be bored in Sam's living room, getting drunk, and we would just put bets on, like, what elevator was going to, like, <laughs> get to the top first, even though they were running at the same speed. <laughs> but somehow they did go, they somehow, you know, they would sometimes overtake each other and, like, sort of go at different speeds or, like, stop Yeah, like, it was really strange. Yeah, it wasn't always consistent, which made the game really fun, so um, <laughs> <Brilliant>. that's, <laughs> that's how great. we passed Good that's stuff. how we passed our um, time. And you say it was a den room, so uh, that's like the, the single bed. So you got your pane of glass there just coming off the living room. Like, was it one of those kind of setups? Yes. So yeah, we just had a curtain across his, his room. Um, and then my yeah, little single bed, just big enough for another chest of drawers. Yeah. Um, we had a lounge, a kitchen, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that helped. But just to give you an idea, uh, man. Front door. 
Yeah, just to give you an, an, an idea, mate, like six fifty a month there. Um, now you'd be paying at least nine fifty to a grand for that same space, especially somewhere like Seymour and Pender. So, um, yeah, definitely grown yeah. in those last few years. It's about, yeah, and people are paying because you know we've got students and people coming in a, a cool grand for your your space. It's still you get to live downtown. So yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, da- downtown is is pretty pretty unaffordable. That's for sure. But people are a lot of making a lot of money off it now. You know, people with apartments, they'll just get like some kind of um, temporary divider, divide their living yeah. room, separate it into a couple of rooms. I don't know how legal it is. And then they just squeeze like a couple of UBC students in there and charge them $900 each. You know? Yeah, it's, I know. But it's pretty common, man. You go on Craigslist and that's... That's what so much of the advertising is now. Yeah, and it's getting uh, actually a bit of a trend as well. They call them like micro suites and things like that. It's just another way of saying extremely uh, tiny space, but they're like yeah. kind of pushing it like, oh, this is minimalist living. It's micro, um, and they've got like the bed that folds. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just kind of pushing the the and and charging. Yeah, like twelve hundred over at UBC for a little micro suite. Uh, Certainly so pushing yeah. pushing the limits. Uh, and then the other big stressful thing that comes with moving to Vancouver that Semi Boy you found was uh, finding work. Uh, what was your first? Yeah. What was the first job that you got when you got here? So I guess I did a number of jobs. Uh, you really did. Yeah. Very, very low paid um, over the course of the year. Um, I guess the first the first job I guess uh, Grouse Mountain. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, probably. Oh, I think we've lost. Up hang on, hang on, Sam. Can you just what? repeat the last? Since you were talking about Grouse Mountain, we just lost you there for yeah, a minute. We, Sorry, we got you back. We got you back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, first, first job at uh, Grouse Mountain. Um, obviously, being the worst season in like thirty, forty years. Yeah. It was. There was just no snow, so I lost my job by January. Oh. <laughs> the ski season was over in January, so then it was just like. What do, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight into the uh, city for work, I guess. And uh, yeah, that up with a nice little job in a Thai kitchen. Was was nice. that next? Was it after Grouse Mountain? You went to the Thai kitchen. Um. Yeah, it was February. So okay. I think I, I did that for a month after I got fired. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, I was working at you were working at Grouse and I was working at Cypress, uh, two of the more popular. Yeah. The ski resorts in Vancouver, and yeah, I don't. You you probably remember it, James, but I don't think Seymour even opened that year because no, they don't year. they don't even have snow making, and cypress and grouse were done by like mid January. Like Sam, you and I, I remember we we had this big plan to like go snowboarding all the time during winter. We only went together once, like Shame. the entire winter. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was just such such a bad winter in terms of snow. So. Mate, were you fired or were you let off due to the lack of snow? Because it's a fine line. You know what? They, they was they were so cheeky about it. They were like, <laughs> you know, we don't. They didn't. They weren't like, oh, you know, this, they didn't give the reason for like dismissal for the snow. They were kind of like, yeah, yeah, like you're uh, turning up 15 minutes late to work every day. <laughs> the thing is, I'd spoke to the managers all about this because I lived in downtown and my shift started at seven in the morning, so I'd catch the. First thing in the morning, like six. Yeah. Then get the bus like to the bottom of the mountain, get there like half its car up to the resort, and you have to walk across the whole resort. And by the time I got there, it was like seven fifteen. 
and they're like, you're late. It's like, I cannot physically get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, the manager's all really aware of it. And then the, the, this kind of the reason they gave when they, they kind of gave them a reason to be able to just dismiss me, I guess. But yeah, I, was, I wasn't happy about it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah fair enough. And what role was it you had up there uh, for the 7.15 start? Oh, just proper bottom of the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was literally like, because there obviously wasn't much snow. I was like mountain crew, so like my job would be to shovel snow. Because yeah. there was no snow, they would just oh, give geez. me an ice pick and be like, oh, go and, uh, go and pick that ice over there. So I was just like, picking an ice trail that no one's even going to walk on. Yeah, just so, dra- dragging yeah, it out. I mean, I did a bit of ski lifts as well. Okay, yeah, and which no one was on at that time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man so yeah uh, and you mentioned getting the ferry over that was the little sea bus right from down at the uh, the waterfront station yeah so I literally live right opposite that so I would, I would just get on the first one of those in the morning which uh, had some characters on sure yeah, yeah I was going to say because we haven't got anything uh, back in England really quite like that just people getting up in the morning kind of mass commute onto a little sea bus and yeah what was that like as an experience yeah. and then going up a mountain did it seem quite surreal coming from where you had just been back at home um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nuts, to be fair. I guess, like, it was a long journey to work, like, getting, it's like, three, four modes of transportation, like, it's ridiculous. getting to work in the morning. It's like a ferry, a bus, a cable car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, using your feet. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, the sea bus is a little ferry that goes along the, the inlet here in Vancouver to get us to the, the North Shore. Do you remember the uh, idea that you and me had, Sam, to make the ferry or the sea bus um, more entertaining? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just going to be a ferry going back and forth all night, just with blaring music. Just a, a rave <laughs> party, like the, party the rave sea bus, so you could just have a twelve-minute rave on your way back to like downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and every time it reaches port, they just chuck on loads more beer, loads more bags. Of- <laughs> <laughs> just picturing you two in that apartment, looking out of the out the lookout elevators, and just going, "Hey, I tell you what, we should do see down there." Like we we came up with some extraordinary business ideas that I don't think it, we should even share on this podcast because they're <laughs> so good do, that I don't do. want people to. I don't think the world's ready for them to be. Fair. I don't think so. No, no, it's like we were living in twenty fucking fifty. Some of these um, mind blowing <laughs> ideas that we had to to make some money. That's for sure. Um, so then you went to a a lot less exciting and an even shittier job, which was the the Thai restaurant. Oh god! What were you doing? Yeah. You were just washing so I, dishes. I didn't even know what I was. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was applying for. To be honest, um, I turned up to this restaurant thinking it was like I just send my resume and to loads of things online. And I turned up. And then I was like, oh, it's a Thai restaurant. Like, this is strange. Like, I don't remember applying for this. And I sat down. It was obviously for, like, a waiter position. And I sit down with the owner of this Thai restaurant in the financial district downtown on, uh, I think it's Burnaby Street. And he looks at me and he's like, "Um, you're white. It's like, yeah. It's like, this is a Thai restaurant. It's like, you haven't got the job. I was like, oh, please, mate. I was like, I really need a job. You know, I, I... it's short of money, like I can, I just need a short-term job for the next month or two while I have to get me back on my feet. And you must have some like something in the kitchen. He's like, well, you always could do with a dishwasher. I was like, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll help you out. And um, ended up working in this Thai kitchen. The only only British guy there. Everyone else was Thai. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so ended up just. Uh, Doing the dishes, but it was quite a difficult job to be fair. They had about 50, 60 pots of dishes. It's fast paced. Uh, yeah, about 
three dollars an hour. <laughs> oh shit! And I just love that when you, as soon as you walk in, you're white. And I was like, yeah, sorry, I didn't put that on my resume. <laughs> because the thing is, the thing is with me, my, my surname is Lee, and that's uh, like quite a common Chinese name. So he invited me to this interview, thinking maybe I'm, you know, Chinese slash like Thai bloke, perhaps interested in that like, Thai cuisine. But no. <laughs> You're a connoisseur of it's, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. And and this came up one other time. So, yeah, your last name is Lee, L-E-E. And I remember one time uh, you had to go to uh, the emergency ward at the hospital. We won't talk about that. But uh, I, I took the cab with you. I kind of took you for emotional support. And we were sitting in the waiting room. And do you remember when the doctor came out and he was like, uh, Sam Lee? <laughs> and then you hop up and walk over and he's like, oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm looking for Sam Lee. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> because, like, Vancouver has such a huge Chinese population. He yeah. obviously had a certain image in mind when he read the name <laughs> and then this little skinny white blonde-haired <laughs> Sit down, guy Sam. I'm looking for, <laughs> looking for Sam Lee. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I feel a bit discriminated against uh, yeah. <laughs> Chinese, isn't it, in, in Vancouver? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Yeah. But I've got to ask, actually, I thought about this the other day. I've started watching Peaky Blinders. Great yep, show. I don't know if you guys have watched it on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, brilliant. But the, uh, no. the, uh, the, the gypsy family on Peaky Blinders, they're called the Lee clan. So are you, do, you have, yeah. do you have gypsy heritage, mate? <laughs> yeah, mate, I do. Yeah, that's exactly where my name comes from, yeah. Is it really? My family are actually... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That actually explains a heck of a lot, mate. <laughs> Puzzle pieces coming yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got the picture. You're slaving away in a hot Thai kitchen. Uh, Three dollars an hour. Something had to give. When did you get out of there? And uh, and when did you move on? So I guess uh, Michael Kennifer. He was uh, you were getting into your gardening a bit. Yeah, I'd, like, oh, I'd started gardening. Yeah, so I think I've got into that next. Um, we hang on, hang on. Got to vi- verify this. We did you quit or did you get fired from the Thai restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> no, I quit. Oh, you quit that um, one. Like, when I handed in my notice, well, he was just like, "I'm surprised, obviously." <laughs> um, See you later. <laughs> and then, yeah, you got a job gardening. We were kind of working for rival uh, gardening companies. I think you're inspired by my. Um, by my hedge work and my <laughs> pledge to hedge yeah. Instagram page. You know, I haven't got any followers, even though I've mentioned that several times on this podcast. Still got no more followers. Yeah, definitely visiting pledge to the hedge, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you enjoy that, mate? Hard physical labour. Yeah, it's pretty grueling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Happy, uh, happy not to be doing that now. Uh, Were you yeah. out, out, out in the rain? Work, like was out in the rain by that point, or I guess yeah, you're turning into summer at this point, right? Aprilish, but May. Yeah, coming into summer, so it was okay. Yeah, it was. It would have been great if we worked for the same company and we were able to work together. I mean, it would have been fun for us. It would have been horrendous for the clients because <laughs> no work would have gotten done. <laughs> no. But. but uh, yeah, there's this, yeah, I mean, we were working in some, some horrible conditions and I, uh, that job, I remember, I remember when I quit, um, or when I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore, I was, I was literally trimming this hedge that was, the top of it was 20 feet 
I was at the top. 20 on, footer. 20 footer, mate. 20 footer, one of my biggest that I've done. And <laughs> it was – so I had the 16-foot ladder. I was on the top rung of a 16-foot ladder, which is fucking high. It was pissing down with rain, and there were power lines running through the hedge. So in pouring rain, I had to trim this hedge and make sure that I don't cut through the fucking electrical lines. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, this is just too hard. Like, I'm getting paid fucking $14.50, and I could die at any minute. And I remember that's that's the day I quit. And uh, so gardening is pretty tough here um but it's a job that is really popular with people that come over on visas yeah so yeah i would Always say that like entry level money i would say that like 80 percent of gardeners in vancouver are just like irish guys that come over for their two-year visa <laughs> or their one-year visa or something honestly yeah they're always in demand aren't they always always hiring and yeah because so- like it rains so much here, gardens grow so quick that there's always work, right? But a lot of the time we would just be like remember there was a there's a there's a soil place down in Marpole in South Vancouver. <laughs> he knows what's coming. What a place. It's literally where dreams go to die. Yeah, it's the most just depressing soil depot where all the garden companies in Vancouver go to get their soil for their gardening jobs at the start of the day. And it's damp, it's muddy, it's, oh, God, it's just so grim. It's run by this Chinese family and none of them can really speak English properly. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it was pretty funny. That was my one highlight of gardening was running into Sam once at, uh, at this particular <laughs> yeah. soil depot. Great memory. Seven in the morning, shoveling soil into a van. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, it can be... You know, I get. I think people move to Vancouver two ways. You come here with a career in mind and you follow that career or you come here and you struggle like we did going from job to job, shitty little, you know, places to work, just trying to scrape by. Yeah, I'm proud of you lads, you know, hanging in there and just because, uh, yeah, I came with kind of tourism in mind because it's a bit of a tourism mm-hmm. centre. That was my background. But, yeah, yeah I, I, can't, I can definitely relate in Australia. This is this. That's how I went, you know, going around. Um, like getting the dishwashing jobs and a bit of farm work. And so it's like it's one of those things I can definitely, and I was 19 at that point, so I can definitely feel it. Yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah, Vancouver is, yeah. And so that was, that was it. That after the gardening, was that the, uh, you said that that was the, the end, the last straw. You just weren't enjoying it. And it was time, time to move back. It, no, actually, well, I guess it was seasonal work. So they, uh, they let me go as well. <laughs> 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 Didn't have the snow excuse. When I, back into, when I was back on the gardening with another company working in Surrey um, <laughs> for a month. Um, got fired from that as well. Um, yeah. Well, we should have did actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in Surrey, on the, there's a shopping mall. I, can't, I don't know what it's called. I don't, I don't spend, didn't spend too much time in Surrey. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm obviously doing the hedges there in, uh, in Surrey. There's just so many needles in the bushes. Oh, God. Oh God. More risk. <laughs> yeah, jeez. It's yeah. a risky risky business, that's for sure. And I think at that time, yeah. uh, probably at that time, you had to move apartments, didn't you? And you ended up in another another nice area. You moved to Yale Town in downtown. Yeah. With um, yeah. 
a couple of crazy. Everyone has a bloody chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's true. Pretty crazy roommates though that you that you moved in with, right? It was a pretty hectic apartment. Yeah, it was very uh, very full on. Um, it was kind of rule in the house, sort of anything anything went. Yeah. So if yeah. wanted to have a flat party on a Wednesday night all night, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you lived there, yeah, that mate. Happened most days, yeah. 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 It was like it was exhausting to come to visit you because, like, I remember just rocking up and I just didn't know what I was going to walk in on, like, and you know there was just always crazy crazy shit happening. And what was... Explain the uh, time you came, when you got your bike stolen and um, you came back to mine and it was that 24-hour party guys. That sounds very Vancouver. Uh, no, I, no, it wasn't when I got the bike stolen. It was we had been somewhere and then we decided to go for, for food, eat out in Yale Town or somewhere. And I had my bike with me, but I didn't have a bike lock. So I was like, I can't just leave it on the street outside the restaurant. It's going to get nicked straight away. I was like, oh, Sam, can I just go back to your apartment and drop it off? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I walked it back went upstairs and it was it was like lunchtime you know and yep. um i go in and there's just like a full on party <laughs> going on that that was continuing from the night before oh. and they were just like everybody was wearing sunglasses and it was like ns and it was just like you know drug paraphernalia flung everywhere oh. <laughs> through the apartment and i was like holy <laughs> fuck like how does sam live here <laughs> But it was that it was that one one particular guy, that Turkish guy. What I, I, I tried to remember this story. What was the deal with his bones? What was that story about his, <laughs> his bones? <laughs> Intrigued. Can so, you explain um, that? Yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I think he was doing sort of like professional, like you know, quite professional sort of motocross uh, with his motorbike. And um, I think to ride a bike in Turkey you had to be a certain age. And um, basically, he obviously wanted to ride his bike, I think, at an earlier age. So he went to some get some tests, basically, to prove that his birth certificate was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they did some sort of tests on his, uh, on his bones where he, they could sort of ter- see if... And um, his test came back, which sort of said he could be older than... He was. What? So, um, backfired. so apparently there's this whole legal dispute and all this thing where he managed to change his age. <laughs> Even himself, he would say he was he was 22, but he was his, actually his bone said otherwise. On paper, 23. <laughs> so he was saying he was actually 23. That's so, mental. So either his birth certificate originated, like started off as being wrong, or like he paid the bone density test guys yeah. off to to fudge to fudge the results either way i think it's a bit of a loophole in uh, turkey <laughs> it sounds go like... and get your bone density tested it's a nice <laughs> underages out there it was just so funny oh my god christ and then yeah. so it, so it all went well I don't know how much of it i believe <laughs> and he was one of your housemates in this party house he was the nice. main instigator of the of the partying, um, that's for sure. Um but yeah, that that was that was pretty much it, wasn't it? That was I mean the one year just went went honestly so quick. Yeah, flies by. But you of yeah. course had a you had a it was a two year work visa, right? That you had at that time? 
No, it's just still it's on just the one. The oh, it was it was just the <laughs> the one year, and so coming yeah. to the close of that, um, yeah, you decided to to head back home. You didn't you didn't really think about permanent residency. Um, you know, you just what was the reason for no. for wanting to go back home at that at that stage? I guess just getting a getting a degree was sort of the priority, but it's just so it was seemed so expensive to study and. Canada, so yeah, I'll just just head back and yeah, yeah, makes sense. What yeah. then is there again? It's just still ridiculously expensive. Maybe <laughs> I should have just sacked it all off, but there again, I'll probably still be uh, washing dishes down on, uh, <laughs> on Burnaby Street. Yeah, yeah, Miss Mister Lee down on Burnaby Street. Oh. <laughs> and what did you what did you end up studying, mate? Uh, so I studied international business. International business. So, uh, oh, well, your C bus plans. I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. And was that a, th- a three year course once you got back? Yeah, so yeah, just three years. So I did it yeah, in uh, Madrid. Yeah. In, uh, in Spain. So, oh, so yeah, you, you, weren't done, you weren't done with your living abroad. Uh, you decided to then <laughs> move, move to Madrid without knowing a, a word of Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, so you did. <laughs> so you did. You did a year there, and so you know, by the time you'd turned twenty-one, pretty pretty incredible that you'd lived a year in Vancouver and a year in Madrid. Not not many people can say that. It's pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty cool kind of kind of experience when when you're that young. Was well, yeah, definitely. Obviously, so it would have been a pretty big difference between your year in Vancouver and your year in Madrid. Anything that stands out as uh, does either of them stand out? Did did you prefer one to the other, or I'm assuming the one in Madrid think, was a lot harder? Just, yeah, I guess. Well, it's you know the hot time I finished the year in Vancouver. It was very sad leaving, and it was very you could have, I could have stayed longer, but a year in Madrid is very much like. I can. I need to speak my language. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spanish was like just about. I could just about say what I needed to say, but like it was. It, I couldn't have a great conversation with someone. <laughs> yeah, so a challenge. It was time. It was time to come back, I guess, because it was. Just, yeah, it's very difficult but being it's, in the country and not so, being any good at that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing though how it's all circumstantial. Because had you arrived, you know, in Vancouver when the winter might have been slightly better, and then you would have had the snow, and then you would have been at Grouse, and maybe mm. experiences would have been totally different. But there's mm. also that you might not have met Mikey um, had you not moved out of that first room and things like that as well. Mm. So it's yeah. uh, all these experiences. And do you often think about Vancouver now? Like, do you um, do you think of those memories, or do you think like it's somewhere you would love to come back to and um, maybe come and visit uh, this one out here? Yeah, I mean, so much so. Like, I mean, obviously, I came to visit in uh, April. Yeah, he, came, he um, actually came all the way over for my 30th. Oh, nice. To, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just, now I've, I've just connected the dots. It's like my mate from England. Like, that's, yeah, 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 yeah that's Sam. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I realised I just <laughs> I just disclosed my age there, which I don't don't like to he do. He doesn't like to do it. But, yeah, man, I was, I was, um, I was blown away when you said you were going to come all the way over for my, for my 30th. And, um, uh, you came over with your with your missus now, and yeah, that was that was pretty good. And I'm I'm guessing you enjoyed your trip because, uh, and you look fondly on Vancouver because a couple of weeks ago you you called me with some some pretty big news. Oh, yeah, mate. So um, yeah, I guess kind of a, yeah, when me and my girlfriend uh, Lisa came over in April, kind of 
enjoyed it so much and we we're kind of thinking about doing you know maybe a year out in australia or something like that but you know we thought you know so many good people out in vancouver we may as well just yeah. apply for a work permit in in Maine, canada so um yeah we applied oh, a few months ago um for the working holiday um my girlfriend's swedish so she applied obviously you have to apply separately um so it's kind of like, oh, will we both get it? Will we both get it at the same time? And um, mm-hmm. we went up to London to do our biometrics. Um, mm-hmm. And we went to the bar afterwards um, just for a few drinks, like, a bit like, oh, are we going to get it? Are we not? And literally we got a letter, letter through about a couple of hours later in the bar. In the par, in the bar <laughs> and yes. um, got it approved for another two years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. That's uh, awesome. Man, that's a great, yeah. great announcement to uh, save for the podcast too. That's really good news, mate. Yeah. So for like about... So yeah, for a cu- back 2020. Yeah. So for, for a couple of months there... Uh, no, not for a couple of months. Sorry, for a couple of weeks, Sam was like just constantly messaging, being like, hey, I want to be on the podcast. want to be on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mate, like, you know, we've got a couple of other things lined up and then it's hard with our schedule to line up because there's eight hours difference. Yeah, and I'm like, mate, difference. just give us, you know, just give us a bit of time to sort this out. And I was like, fuck, he's being a pushy little cunt. Like, so, oops. <laughs> there it is. He slipped back into I his... I said the C word for the first time in about eight episodes, my bad. But I was like, fuck, he's being pushy about this. Like, just settle down, mate. Let us sort this shit out. And then suddenly he's like, mate, I'm going to have to call you, okay? I'm like, this isn't good because, you know, we've we've kept in... Con- like, Sam's been gone from Vancouver for, what, four years now? But we keep in mm-hmm. regular contact. Only five years. And we never call each other. We always just message each other over Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, this is serious. And sudden, straight away, I'm like, oh, Lisa's broken up with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's where your mind goes. <laughs> She's seen the light. Um, nah, but uh, I'm like, should I be sitting down for this? And he's like, yeah, mate, sit down. And he told me. And uh, yeah, certainly certainly made my day. So I'm, I'm counting, down the, counting down the days, that's for sure. I've got a little calendar up in my room. Um, cross, crossing off the days, and uh, I actually it's it's a personal calendar, mate, that I made. It's got your photographs for each month, a different photograph <laughs> of you. That's sweet. Bullshit. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Actually, when 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 Sam left, when Sam left, it was honestly the hardest goodbye I've ever had to do because he's my best mate. He's he's like a little brother to me. And for some reason, I th- I thought it would it would be a good idea to make this um this video montage of all these photos, and I set it to, to music. So the first song was "Angels" by Robbie Williams, <laughs> yeah. and we had some drinks at my place at the Shaughnessy House, and we had a projector screen. So I played it on the projector, and you know, thirty seconds in it suddenly hit me and I realised that it, it kind of looked like he had died and it was just <laughs> yeah. like a bit of a, an, a, Emotional. an in memoriam kind of uh, kind of look back at his life. <laughs> but it was about an eight... It was about an eight-minute video, like eight minutes of photographs. Um, I don't know how you had so many photos. I don't know either, man. Like... All the whole of my old phone, the whole gallery is <laughs> yeah. just basically photos of Sam. I guess we just spent every day together for like an, an entire year. It was it was pretty crazy. That's great. Yeah, um, I've been in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, <it was> pretty, 
That was your breakup montage with angels. <laughs> did you? So did you end up changing the song? Or didn't you go for your beautiful James Blunt? No, <laughs> that would have been another good one. Or goodbye, my lover. It? it was uh, angels by Robbie Williams, and then the second song because I had to use two because it was so long. I think it was uh, who? It was King King Cruel. That a lot of people wouldn't know that. A bit more upbeat. A lot of people. No, not upbeat at all. <laughs> a very dreary song. Um, so yeah, good to make some new memory. So when are you planning to come back, mate? Um, okay, so I've, I'm going travelling a bit before. Where are you um, headed? I come over. Um, so I booked my flight over to Brisbane in Australia. I heard yeah. it's a nice place. April. You know, J- uh, James's girlfriend's from uh, from Brisbane, so he always claims that he's half Brisbaneite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll right, take it. Give me some uh, some pointers for sure. Yeah, yeah. Advice. Yeah, we're going to go to Australia. Um, for a month maybe and then maybe get popped down to New Zealand yeah um, we're going to work our way back up through Asia because we've got a flight back from Bangkok yeah um, so we're going for like four months um, getting Shit. back in August and then probably come over September time fuck brilliant that's a go. that's going to be a big couple of months for you man you're going to head over to the west coast head over to uh, Fremantle <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> It's so it's so off the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, get fucked. Uh... Get fucked, mate. I'll um, <laughs> you can stay with my parents. I'll put you in touch with all my mates. So I'd love you. It'll it'll just be like they're hanging out with me because we're <laughs> yeah yeah little buddy. But um, yeah, yeah, but that'll be nice to come full circle, man. Like we'll have you sat here as a as a live guest, you know, in in the studio. Yeah. Uh, when you do come back, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on. About, yeah. And it's going to be absolutely surreal when you come over. You know, by then it would have been five years since you were here. It's gone so quick. But you know what's oh, going to be? It's it's going to be odd because you know I'm thirty now. You're twenty five. We're both hopefully a bit more mature. Twenty four. I sorry. No, by the time you move <laughs> over, by the time uh, you move yeah, over, mate. So good or whatever. It'd be like thirty three. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, it'll be different. And James made it'll a good point. Heart earlier is that it has gotten substantially more expensive so don't blow all your fucking money in australia all right come over with a, with a bit of cash <laughs> yeah come over get your uh, your front of house greeting job at the same sun straight back in there and then uh, yeah give, give, grouse, give grouse a call and you'll be laughing <laughs> yeah i've already told the beaver to restock you know stock up on all their grog mate to to, to for the supply the cheapest che- cheapest uh Beer they have, please. Yeah, the beaver brew. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is probably something that's good for people to know that are listening, that are potentially applying for a visa, that's something that is new for visas, is you mentioned the biometrics. Um, yeah. It, tell us about what, what what's involved with that and what it actually is. So I didn't do it before. Um, the first time I applied, you yeah, just it's, get it's new. acceptance straight away. There's no... No faff, yeah. But this time they've got some centre up. Oh, you haven't across the world, I imagine, obviously. But they have one in London, and you have to go and get your, um, your photo taken and your, give your fingerprints, I guess. Is is that um, all it is? But like once that's all submitted, that's... Yeah, it's literally, that's it. You, you literally go into a room, they take take your fingerprint, take your photo. Um, you okay. like, you're in this just like small little waiting room. There's all these like pictures of Canada, and then... Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty miserable place, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so it, and they're all French, you know. They're all French, French Canadians. Are they? 
Interesting. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. I but... Is that why the vibe was a bit off, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble for that comment. Quebecois. Um So it sounds like your visa was probably already approved. All you had to do was send in the biometrics, and that's why you heard back just a couple of hours after it was submitted, right? Yeah, I, I wonder which way around they do it. Like, I imagine they assess it after, but perhaps because I applied with my girlfriend, and it was obviously a lot of people in the UK were applying. Yeah. Lisa, my, my girlfriend, she, um, there was like 20 people in the pool when she applied. So obviously, <laughs> once she's done it, probably the border officer is going to be the first thing that comes through. For sure. They probably just paired it up or something and just, yeah, like, yep, on it. And so you've got a two-year work visa. What does she have? Being from Sweden, I think she has a year, but um, I, th- I think you can, I think you can extend it in some ways. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure you can. No, that works out nicely for you because I was going to say, like, yeah, 2013, 14, it was always a one one year work permit we could get, and yeah. then when they changed the process, you yeah. can get that two year right off yeah. the bat. So that was great for people that were going between kind of permits and needed that extra couple of years, way less stress. So yeah, now you've got two years to play with. And um, any ideas where you might want to? come back to like in terms of living in a neighborhood have you thought that far ahead yet yeah it's, it's difficult to, to know isn't it because um it's, it's gonna be difficult i think finding a, finding a place to live but, you? Uh, I, def- I live obviously downtown before i'm definitely not gonna move back there <laughs> well you um, listened to uh, last last week's episode when we gave a nice rundown we probably uh, you can shop around listen to episode 14 see where you know you fancy ending up yeah <laughs> yeah i did give it a little listen i heard your uh you're, you're like for uh, UBC area? Oh, yeah. yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. I would say, mate, <laughs> micro, I would micro apartment. look into uh, Kensington Cedar Cottage. Uh, good little <laughs> good little area. Yeah. You just wanted to say it again in the fall. I'm not planning on retiring, mate. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's uh, when you came over for my 30th back in April. You That's the area you stayed in. Here, this is something absolutely bonkers, right? So I live in that neighbourhood. Apparently that's what it's called, but it's it's kind of commercial drive the the southern end of commercial drive and i guess we had never really i'd never really spoken to sam where i now live after i moved out of the shaughnessy house he hasn't been here i never mentioned what neighborhood i think for some reason you thought i lived down in marple like south vancouver near the soil and then yeah and then i thought you just lived in the south yeah and then sam when he booked his airbnb in Vancouver booked this random Airbnb. He sent me the address of it. It was literally half a block from my apartment. Completely half a block, literally a a thirty second walk from my apartment, and it was just a random booking, wasn't it? (laughs) Meant to be. Yeah, completely random. It turned out so well. What are the odds that half a block? That's ridiculous. Yeah, stuff. It turned out. um, Yeah, crazy. It turned out so crazy. amazing, and I'm glad. I'm glad Lisa ended up liking it, so that uh, she let you move out here again, mate. Be... Yeah, I think she <laughs> let me. Yeah, I think she probably, uh, <laughs> was uh, wanting to come more. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really nice. Good chatting to you both because it seems like yeah, you're definitely brothers from another mother. Can see uh, see yeah. the see the bonds there, and uh, that short year you you spent. <laughs> it's uh, uh, good to hear those experiences, mate. Yeah, and so. What, we haven't actually spoken. What do you do? What do you do for work over there now? And you and are you looking to bring that career back, like over to Vancouver and do it here? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a travel and lifestyle consultant. Okay, that sounds <laughs> that sounds very fancy. So I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I literally just I guess just book people flights and hotels. 
Yeah, um, but it's pretty high end, right? Game. It's pretty high end. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's very uh, <laughs> like dealing very rich people. Um, mm. I was speaking with this guy this week, uh, arranging a few trips for him, and um, I just booked him just just flights, six trips in a row. Nice. But he just spent thirty-two thousand pounds. Holy! Just, phone with me, just, just on flights. In, in like a twenty-minute call, yeah. Holy just shit! On so, do you get commission? I was just like, got to do. <laughs> <Bit of> commission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's about that's uh, nearly fifty thousand dollars. No. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the most expensive like a, a whole package that you've that you've booked somebody just to see how the other half live? Um, I mean, it's 20, 20 grand, forty grand. But nice. you just said someone Couple paid thirty two thousand just on flights. Well, that was for six separate trips, but oh, I okay. guess in like one trip, like one holiday, like right. twenty thousand pounds. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, like we're talking in a weeks in like Mobile or something. Shit! Nice. I just realised we're talking pounds as well. Yeah, so thirty-two thousand. Yeah, right, that's why you said it's nearly 50. Yeah, Because yeah, when you said that, James, I was like, oh, you're rounding up a bit too no, much no, there, mate. No, because 34,000 <laughs> pounds is, is, 50, is about 50 grand, $50,000, okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, 32 is nearly 50. Yeah, I yeah. just thought, you, I was like, oh, James no, is a bit not, shit a man. Yeah, no, no, don't, how dare you. Um, <laughs> so but, but no, you, you'd be right, I, I am shit at maths, but uh, not that shit. Oh, okay. Um, but no, that's a really good transferable skill, man. So when you come back, yeah, definitely you're cruising to a position if that's what you want to pursue out here as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, I can get get a job in the same position, and because I do enjoy it, it's fun, fun work. But yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, it, it'd be good if you could have a travel. yeah, it'd be good to you know a job like that. You could probably almost set up before you even get here, you know. Mm-hmm. And it would be good to get a job, hit the floor running. Yeah, got the and, degree um, degree under your belt. Yeah, it'll be nice that you can experience Vancouver again with like a steady income. Um, and hopefully you don't get fired four times in one year um, this time around, mate. <laughs> and you'll, uh, you'll, yeah, you'll, you're arriving September, so you'll be getting ready for that snow season. And uh, Absolutely. You, you guys will be up there boarding, and I'll yeah. be there, be joining you as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, think get some skis this time. I'm going to spend my limited winter on my ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, one big, uh, one big part of your life. I know that I just want to ask you about. You're a, you're a keen musician. You're you're an awesome drummer. And uh, are you gonna when you come out? You're gonna start have a little um, start up a little band or something? Because I know you're always looking at starting bands and all that shit. Yeah, like um, I've got one going at the moment. Do you want to um, give it a give it a plug? A give it a <laughs> plug. Yeah, we got. <laughs> Called uh, calling ourselves cults. Cults. Bit of a shit name because it sounds like cunts. Um, <laughs> Bunch of cunts. <laughs> but yeah, we've written a few songs, so hopefully before I go, we can play a few gigs and everything. But are you on Spotify? Yeah, can, or you want to get out? Can we? No, fu- not yet. Not yet. I got a okay. EP, EP brewing. So if if I Google cults, yeah, definitely, it probably won't come up. You'll find zero. Gonna yeah. just come up with things about Scientology and all sorts yeah. of things. Okay. Well, Brighton, uh, Brighton, a good good place to be to start a, start a little band in Brighton. That's probably uh, yeah. You get a few shows in before you go. And what kind of music is it? Yeah, uh, it's quite it's quite light to be fair. Like um, bit bit dreamy. I don't know how to describe it. Psychedelic. psychedelic bit, yeah. Bit, bit tame parlor, mate. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's, it's nothing. Nothing heavy. Yeah. Um, 
Well, just the average band, really. It's kind of nice. surprises me about Sam. Sam is uh, he's pretty into his uh, punk, and mm-hmm. he certainly. I kind of got into a different type of music when he was here than I'd ever been into, I guess. And he took me to some gigs, and you know, Sam is this young kind of young skinny little British lad, <laughs> and then he comes over and you get him to like a punk gig, and he just goes fucking mental. Yeah, and he'll be like, he'll be the first person jumping off stage. He'll be like <laughs> getting the mosh pit started. Nice, getting involved. Yeah, yeah, you get punk punk shows out here. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good scene for that. Yeah, so I think we went to go and see the uh, the Chromax. Are you there? Uh, uh, at Rickshaw, and this bloke here. First song of the set, he did a flip off the stage. <laughs> uh, everyone moved. Oh, he just splattered his head on the floor, and literally, I've never seen so much blood in my life. Oh, it was so bad. Busted open, and then just continued moshing. Yeah, just no, no. Look, I mean, all the ambulance came. In and oh man. Shattered. Oh, okay. No, it's um, <laughs> not not quite punk enough. No, it's. I haven't. Uh, I don't think I was there. But but last week, I, brutal. I went with our mutual friend Nathan to see this band Pup, and that's. Oh, yeah. That's like a, it's a nostalgic band for us. They're a Canadian band, Pup. They're a punk band. And it's where the three of us, Sam, Nathan and me, hung out for the first time. That's where I met him. And, uh, but it was funny because back then when we saw Pup a couple of times, you know, we were were pretty rowdy. But then this time around when Nathan and me saw them, it was at the Vogue. And we just, we sat, we sat down for the gig. (laughs) (laughs) Love Lovely ceiling up there. It was like it was like on a week night, and like I had work the next day. He had school, and we just sat down and watched it. Like just completely different to how things were five years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Fu- he actually funny story. This this made me laugh so much. I was like, oh, do you have to get up early tomorrow? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I got class, but I got to go in an hour early. And he's studying at BCIT, which is a, a school here in Vancouver. And at BCIT, at the start of the day, they make you do an hour of yoga. What? <laughs> at the start of the day. Just to lift her up a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, Nate has to go into school, Sam, an hour early to do a, a yoga class. Shit. <laughs> I cannot imagine Nathan doing yoga. No. And for anybody that that would ever meet this guy Nathan like he's the last person you would expect to want to do yoga but you have to do it to pass you pass the class they actually have you have have to do it it. it's a requirement it's a requirement they tick you they tick you off as you come into the class it's crazy yeah whatever next yeah um but uh I think that pretty much wraps everything up I think we've uh we've covered covered your story Sammy boy and I think we can safely say that you'll be a a recurring uh, guest because I think it will be really cool to have him on in person. Yeah, definitely. When he comes back because it will be like a, a full big five-year circle that you've taken. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, thanks for your perspective, mate. And, yeah, that, that's going to be cool, yeah, just someone that's, you know, you've you've been here, you've gone back and coming back. I think that will be a first for living a broadcast as well, so... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You guys have been hopefully uh, as big as Joe Rogan in a year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know it. That's what we're planning for, mate. If we can be as big as Joe Rogan in 12 months, I reckon, that's we're, the bar. That's the I reckon bar. we're doing okay. <laughs> well, we are planning to get Elon Musk on. Um, yeah, still, uh, he hasn't replied. So yeah. um, Lost in the mail. You, you never know. But, uh, yeah, have a good evening there, mate, and, and uh, have a good weekend. And uh, yeah, take care. Appreciate it.
Yeah, no You're worries. Welcome. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, all the best. Chat soon. See, See you, bud. Cheers. Yep. I think I just cut him off. Nah, Never there. mind. <laughs> there he anyway. goes. There we go. Brilliant. Well, yeah, that's say always cool to have a, a new perspective and uh, see, you know, meet another one of your mates thanks to the masters, the master of technology. So yeah, it's good. Hopefully, it wasn't too muffled and it was it was okay. Yeah, I, I we do apologise for the audio there, folks. He he did mention before we started that he was at his parents' house and mm. the Wi-Fi was a bit crummy and. Uh, we were on a video call with him so we could see him. He was moving around. Yeah. <laughs> we could hear what, while we were doing our little intro, just like, like clamouring around. I was like, fucking sit down, mate, and chill <laughs> out. He's fucking drinking a beer and wandering around his house. <laughs> it looked like that, uh, you know, uh, Prodigy video or like when it's like smack my bitch up where it's like the, the video like shaking around where it's like walking yeah. around the house and like the beer going up and down. And it's like, no, but we, yeah. uh, we definitely, definitely uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate his time. Yeah, cheers, Sammy boy. That's for sure. So, uh, maybe how long? How long has Eric been away for? Is he going to come back in person in the next couple of weeks? I feel like I think so. Yeah. So we should have him. I think he was going to be around for the sixth, wasn't he? I think. Um, yes. So I think, I think that's so. a timeline here. But yeah, it seems like it's been gone for a while. Yeah, I think. Um, I think I haven't um, spoken to him since the podcast, actually. So he, hopefully he's doing okay. He actually uh, messaged me and asked for my opinion on some. Uh, like Legend of Zelda, like little toys in a game shop. Oh, did uh, yeah, oh, okay. just to see if it was worth because it, it was like the cheaper euros and the range they had and stuff, just to see if they would hold their value if you wanted right. to flip them on the gamers market. Yeah, um, and it was actually a pretty good selection. But I just said, you know, like they're they're a little bit of a they're tough tougher to get rid of than like a rare game. But that yeah, was, yeah, we we chatted a bit about that. And it's, yeah, and you are the, the master of fl- <laughs> flipping gaming consoles or am, anything. Yeah. Have you been to the thrift? We like a good thrift update on you. Yeah, well, the, check out these shoes, mate. What? Yeah, like brand new. They look like brand new Under Armour. They were shoes. They are brand brand new. Uh, when did you get these? Uh, yesterday. So, <laughs> How much? Twenty dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, so, like yeah. brand new looking, really nice black Under Armour. So good joggers. for work because they're all black. Good for runners because mine have just got like disgustingly stinking so uh, yeah yeah time to replace with some brand new see this is this is what i mean when you say you go to the thrift you're thinking like you know bargain bins just got like ruffling through all these things now i'm talking like fresh fresh as a daisy tag on uh and yeah perfect size uh, yeah these are my size so us 13 so unbelievable yeah straight in unbelievable yep so doing all right with that one man um yeah and yeah and again cursed with this uh this knowledge that i can look at a an older game grab that and then get rid of it for Triple the price. So. I, I still can't believe that you sold an empty box to somebody. Yeah. And the the uh, did I tell you I got that reply with someone not believing that I'd sold it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think you told the story a it couple of weeks po- back. Yeah, it was on the podcast. But yeah, it, I, I, I couldn't believe it. But well, I, I could because collectors, you know, it's a serious business. If someone's grabbed, if someone from a thrift has found that console and they're mm-hmm. like, you know what, I want to sell it, but it's just like a, a, a naked console. Once you got that box, it it's like you know off the shelf prices. So it's yeah, but twenty dollars for an empty box still. It's, it's Mega, pretty amazing. Beggar's belief. It, it it really does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what what have you got uh, after the show today? Where where are you off to? Um, no real plans. Maybe I'll play a bit of disc golf. Actually, it's really windy outside. Yeah, we can hear it howling away. There was from a our, there was a here. there was a weather warning on uh, on the news. So maybe disc golf isn't the best uh, thing to do today. Probably not. But, uh, um, but but the weather's looking good for the next couple of 
couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe it's going to be there. pretty good and like kind of warm. I, I always get nervous this time of year. I'm like the warm weather. When we say warm weather, like days mm. are around nine or ten. Yeah. But I worry when it starts to extend into November because I'm like, fuck, like when's the snow going to yeah, come? you start getting antsy. Yeah, but from the hike that we did yesterday, we could see a little bit of snow up on the North Shore Mountains and the, mm-hmm. the lions have a bit of snow on there now. So, Good. Um, you know, really starting to feel it in my feet now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that excited, those butterflies. Um, yeah, yeah I saw sure. someone had uh, did, done a little hike up at Cyprus, so just nothing too strenuous, but it was like a nice 360 pan as it was snowing. So it's like it's actually snowing pretty heavily already up some parts of Cyprus. So yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah, maybe on the on, on the top uh, chairlifts, hopefully. Yeah, how was uh, how was your like with the the boarding? You're totally comfortable. Like it just feels as soon as you get back onto it, do you always need a bit of time to kind of get back into the swing or have a few bales. And- uh, yeah, probably going to be a few bales. This this will be interesting this season because I bought a brand new snowboard, um, new bindings, new boots, like just Turkey. all new equipment. I, I think I told you last. You did, yeah, yeah. So all new, um, all new gear. So that'll take a bit of getting used to, but. I think for the last couple of seasons, I've been riding a board that's been a little bit too big for me. I was riding a 155, now I bought a 152. So I think that'll make a big difference and it'll just be, uh, yeah, I think I'll go okay. You got a new board as well, right? Yeah, I've had the same one for the past, uh, what are we, 23rd? For the last four years, I've had one board and now it's out with the old, in with the new. Yep. Yeah, yep, so, so we're both in, in the same boat. For sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though, because, yeah, as the guy was waxing up, uh, the little attendant there, waxing up my board last season, he was just like, oh, mate, if you can ride this, you can ride anything. So, oh, uh, really? Because yeah, I've obviously got – I'm a skateboarder, so when I first started snowboarding, I was just riding it like a skateboard, like dropping in, going straight straight ahead in my regular stance, yep. but not understanding that if I just turn, that will slow me down. So right. I was just honestly not knowing how to stop. Like I had no lessons, just straight into it. Yeah, so um, you, I didn't have any lessons either. And I, I, I think it's probably got me into some bad habits. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Well, we, had, uh, we might have him on at some point, but Sven, one of our colleagues and uh, Eric briefly met up with him in, mm-hmm. in Munich yep. at Oktoberfest. Uh, he's a good skier and yeah we were out there uh, out on the on the slopes and uh, yeah for sure he was just couldn't believe like the some of my techniques that uh, obviously no lessons he was just like a seasoned pro living like near the Alps and stuff yeah. and uh, yeah I was just like constantly falling and me and him decided to go backcountry boarding in Whistler just like a you know a little fam trip and wow, okay. get out back country and I was so I'd never ridden a split board before which is when you split a snowboard and you walk on like skins and whatnot yeah um, and honestly my technique was just so bad I couldn't do the back country boarding so w- was it your split board you have no, a split I, I board or you hired, hired it? it yeah okay. so I'd never been on one and again with no lessons that's when it really started to show that I hadn't ever had any because they would all fly away they were yeah. all, all, ski, all skiers right up ahead and mm-hmm. I could see where I needed to go but I would just slow down and get to a complete stop and then yeah. have to hike and I was like running towards them and yeah. I was just like you know what guys I don't want to slow you down all day you go ahead and then I just went and did the normal slopes all day which was fun but mm. I definitely need to uh, sharpen up on the, the boarding yeah, I've um I've never done any backcountry. That kind of that kind of scares me, to it, honest. Yeah, yeah. But 
But I think you probably don't have a good technique, but I'm guessing like you're at least able to stay up fairly early on when you started snowboarding. Oh, like, yeah. Because yeah. you got that, that skateboard background. Yeah, as soon as I realized how to just slow down, I was good. Yeah, it was that okay. first. I was just going towards things in like a torpedo yeah. and then just knowing I was going to bail. And because, again, I've got a good experience falling off a skateboard. So um, <laughs> when you're on snow, you're like, hey, this is better than concrete. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I had the balance and surfing as well. I'm sure you, you had a transferable skill from surfing. And I don't surf, mate. Oh, you're not? No, never, never surfed in my life. I've... I'm Australian, got the long blonde hair, (laughs) never surfed in my life. And people, whenever I meet people, and we do meet a lot of people in our job, they say, oh, I assume you surf. And I used to say no, but now it's just easier to be like, yeah, I'm Australian, (laughs) I surf, yeah. Um, So, yeah, snowboarding for me, but I I would longboard, skateboard. That's right. So I was able to to take them uh, skills over to snowboarding. Yeah, so I didn't feel like I needed lessons, but yeah, probably a few bad habits. But our very first guest that we had, Keegan, my old roommate, um, he's a keen skateboarder as well. Yeah. Really good at skateboarding, bit of a park rat and all that. So I remember we went up, it was like the second time he had snowboarded. So he had snowboarded once in Australia. I think I mentioned this on that actual podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I went up to Cyprus with him for like the, the second time he had ever snowboarded. Yeah. And he was just able to pick it up so quick. Yeah. And he went into the park and was just like going over <laughs> rails and boxes yeah. on the second time snowboarding. I'm like, what the fuck? It took me like <laughs> two whole winters to figure out how to just go over a little box or something. It's scary. And he yeah. does it straight away. I was so angry. Yeah, it's definitely the skater experience there. Like you can do a board slide on a skateboard. You just take it to the rail. Yeah. 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 Good on him. But that's that's yeah. nice. that was nice. I was, I was thinking about that when we were chatting with Sam there that, you know, Keegan, end of an era, he moved back and then, you know, one of your good friends, like one of your best friends, yeah. Out here, and then now you've got one of your best friends coming back. So absolutely, it's good. it's going to be strange. Um, kind of Keegan gone and and uh, Sam Sam coming back, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be certainly funny. It it was funny with Sam because um, he would hang out with us the, the Shaughnessy house quite a bit, yeah. and we we're all probably between twenty four and like thirty was the age of people in the Shaughnessy house. And he was 19. Yeah, you were. And so a lot of people said we were kind of corrupting him and things like, like you that. Were, you were the responsibility, <laughs> you know, to show, show him the way and, you know, guide yeah. him through his formative years. I might have led him down the wrong, <laughs> the wrong path. But he had a good time. And, uh, yeah, he was like our little – he was like the Shaughnessy house's little little brother, you yeah. know. And, cool. you know, we – we would take him out drinking and things like that, but at the same time, we definitely did look after him. And yeah, he took him under your wing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he'll come back a different person this time, that's for sure. Um, I was going to say, do we have any segments? What about your journal? We got this oh. James's journal, but you don't have it out. I see. So I've got it. I've got it just in the in the cupboard there. So we could always, we could just maybe we'll keep it simple on this one maybe leave you with a couple of uh, words of wisdom okay just read a read a little sure let's go for it okay oh oh there you go trip over all the wires on my way <laughs> we got wires everywhere here with our podcasting machine that james has uh, uh set up in the living room and now he's trying to cl- clamor over them to get his journal so we we briefly went through this um last week 
what did we read? We wrote, read uh, oh, you facts read, of the day. Yeah, you read some facts of the day and you read uh, when I was fruit picking. And, oh, and you uh, thought someone hated you, but yeah, they, they just couldn't grudge. speak English. They just couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe find something to take us out on, a bit of advice for like a traveler <laughs> yeah. or something from, like uh, that. This Coming is, from a, a, a 19 year old? Yeah, nine, this would have been 20. So, this is the New Zealand uh, journal. Okay, so, so we're I going for the New think, Zealand one. Uh, let's see. I had a list of things that had gone wrong with our van, so I think um, let's have a look here. And I mean, so, this yeah. this is no ordinary journal that we're talking about. This is um, this is a scrapbook as well. So he's got all sorts of uh, things glued in. Yeah, and honestly, I wish I had done something like this. Um, I guess the equivalent these days is to like start a Instagram page for your travels. It would be, and yeah. people would post photos. For their memories, but yeah, exactly. This back is very in your primitive. day, when you went travelling in the nineteen <laughs> fifties, yeah, I had my uh, uh, my quill, my my quill and parchment, and yeah, uh, yeah it's very primitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, next time we'll have something maybe lined up, queued up, because there's some crazy stories in here that you know it does. I am glad I kept these because so so many things you kind of lock away in the chambers of your mind, yeah. And this really does open up the uh, the dungeons. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I, I don't know. Let's just. Let me, this isn't words of wisdom, but it's just. I just find this quite funny that everything that went wrong with our van. Okay. Um, that uh, so we bought this van. We had a great one in New in Australia, and it was we called it the Loner. Um, just a little mask reference there. Um, so okay. Just, uh, didn't want to be any, it, it around anyone. Just that no one wanted to be around this van. It's a piece <laughs> of shite. But it did as well the whole time till its final resting place in Townsville. Okay. Um, but this van, so we thought we'd have the similar experience. This one seemed more high tech. It was like much better condition. It had marine engineers written on the side so it was like a former business van right so like perfect for when we're staying in places we might not get moved on as much kind of looks like you're supposed to be there <laughs> yeah, it does. exactly so it's all, all very tactical um but the first day we bought it the clutch broke so oh, okay, instantly right. instantly that day but then we got taken in by this like amazing uh, older couple their children had moved away so they were you know a little bit lonely out there in farmland and uh we you know, stayed with them, helped cross cows over the road and chop <laughs> chop wood. And um, they knew the local mechanic as these things go. So, uh, yeah, we, we kind of had that great experience because of a broken clutch. But anyway, here's our list. So this is list of stuff that went wrong with our van. Broken clutch, 890 New Zealand dollars. This is to fix. Yeah. This is how much it would cost to fix. Okay. That's how much it was at the time. Yep. Broken windscreen, which I know about that. Uh, something that happened to me last week, but maybe we'll keep that one off air. Um, $270 for that. Uh, the stereo didn't turn up or down. <laughs> what, so it's just stuck at one volume? <laughs> it was just stuck, yeah, yeah. So you had to have one volume that was a little bit too loud. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah, but when you got onto like some real revving, all the stuff that's going wrong with it, you wanted to kind of turn up the volume a little louder and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't turn down either. So that oh, pretty much okay. so. Broken solar panel. So when we bought it, we were like, oh, cool. So look how high tech this is. We've got solar panels. That's and what's charge that? all our phones and stuff. Sure. Okay, yeah, it yeah. had like outlets inside. Uh, that didn't work. Okay. Um, dent on the back by driving into a tree. Did, you, did you guys Ross. drive into a tree? That or was my pre- mate. Yeah, okay. that was my mate Ross. Yeah, this is all stuff that happened to us okay, um, okay. while we had it. Dents right. on roof from tree. Um, so it was our friend Ross. We were going into a car park and you could clearly see there was a tree hanging down too low. It had fallen and we couldn't get through, but he just revved through it. Jesus. Branch came through the windshield. It, <sighs> it dented the back from, that was another one, but the dents on the roof from that same tree. Um, doors on the side were really stiff, so it took couldn't really get them open easily um there was a lovely yellow interior it was absolutely filthy um two speakers were blown we got two flat tires we had two flat batteries 
uh, the cup holders inside were all broken, uh, the jaws were broken, and the the legs on the hob were broken. So yeah, then it died. It says there the band's dead. Um, if our first van went to heaven, this definitely went straight to motor hell. <laughs> I like that little last bit. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So in all in all, how long did this van last? How long did you have it for? Um, we had it all in all. It's about two months before we sold it okay. for scrap metal. So we, we got from the wow. North Island to the South Island. We, we went around the South Island and then we were just at, we, it broke down for the final time outside a scrap metal place. So we were mm-hmm. like, this is a sign. Yeah. Uh, and we remember I got, wow. we got $50 for it and yeah. bought a case of beer and that was it. Jesus. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing to hear because for folks that travel to places like New Zealand, Australia, Canada, something really common to do is to buy a van and tour around. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have maybe done it or want to do it. Yeah. So it's good to hear that if you're having troubles... <laughs> that it, you're not the only one. No, and it's it probably help. common and it's happened before. Yeah, and it definitely helps to have someone in your group that maybe knows a bit about cars. And I am happy to say, sat here right now, I know substantially more than I did as an inexperienced 20 year old, not sure. knowing what we were buying. That was, you know, some kind of uh, a nice Swedish couple that were um, that was selling us the van and they made it, you know, they did a really great job on the advert. We, mm-hmm. we were there, we weren't looking, we, we looked under the, yeah, that looks good enough. Like, yeah. And look at this, look at the solar panels. We were kind of dazzled by the, the, the kind of of premise of the van rather than its function so uh yeah right. this is this is, and then there is like the, the full thing about as it happened step by step so i'd usually write this like every week i'd like think back what happened in the week and just kind of do it mm-hmm. you know but yeah you are right that instagram now the modern equivalent or just maybe putting a few notes into your phone yeah um, this is all ink ink and paper guys but I, I i really love this idea it's good to have something physical that you can look back on and um yeah i think we'll be referring to these journals <laughs> Um, a fair bit through, uh, throughout the series here. For sure. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, I think, uh, we are lovely to wind down for the episode now and, uh, yeah, gonna probably go and grab a little coffee and, uh, maybe take the camera out for another spin. Been loving it. Loving getting back into that. Yeah. You mentioned last, last week you got a new camera. Yeah. So it's been... been... yeah, now discovered everything that it has, all the features kind of. Because you showed me that camera and there is at least 50 different buttons on that camera. Yeah. Just like hardware buttons on the outside, let alone the actual software I know. on the inside. I definitely wouldn't be able to. I'm definitely just a point and shoot kind of guy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all uh, since my old camera that had like maybe 11 buttons on it. And yeah, I've got like 30. And I was just like, what the hell? So once you get your website back up and running, we'll, we'll be sure to uh, get some plugs on oh. the uh on the podcast. Very kind. Cool. But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was a good one. And I yeah. guess we'll be back uh, next week. For sure. We'll talk to you all later. All right. Bye.